0: Thank you very much, Helen. Evening, everybody. Amen. Especially those who are sitting far away at the back. Not the welcome team, those who sit in the back row. Like Martin Jenkins. <laughs> Sorry, Martin. Uh, but but the reason I'm picking on him because he, he he said to me about uh, what's the most important thing about preaching, so, uh, apparently it's time, and uh, <laughs> and he, he threatened to walk out if I go a minute beyond beyond the 20 minutes he's given me, so. Uh, just boo him if he starts walking out, yeah. The, The verses for uh, uh, passage this evening is uh, Matthew 7, 13 to uh, 14. Enter through the gates, uh, uh, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to uh, uh, destruction. And many enter through it, but small is the gate and the narrow, the road that leads to life, and only if you find it. The narrow and wide gate. And uh, hopefully I use it the correct way, no? The other one? This way? Yeah, that's better. Okay, Um, and just, we had this image from uh, Elaine Wright in the beginning of, of the series on the, the Sermon on the Mount and, uh, you know, kind of talking about the outside kingdom of God. As you read that passage, passage from uh, uh, Isaiah 35, it kind of made me think of the outside kingdom because, you know, the parched land and the desert place cannot rejoice and blossom you know, usually it's dry, there's nothing in it. You know, it's no joy in it. But for it to blossom and to rejoice, it can only be God. You know, be a sad kingdom of God. And uh, the, the, the sermon on the man that we are looking at is, uh, you know, for me, Jesus setting up his manifesto or his vision for the disciples calling them to live and lead radical lives, lives that are completely different. And as part of those lives, you know, later on, or in John chapter three says to them, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. We cannot enter the kingdom of God, unless we are born of water and the spirit, unless the spirit of God is at work in us. It's calling them to lead a completely and totally radical life. And uh, talking about entering, uh, you know, we, we are a, a, about the, the 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 gate, you know, the, the, the narrow gate is a, a debate among the scholars, you know, whether, uh, The gate to enter is the end. Gate, so you walk the path first, and then the end, you enter the gate, Uh, you know, meaning in eschatological terms, uh, you know, the end time, or the gate comes first. And then, you know, once you enter the gate or into the kingdom of God, and you begin to walk that path. But I take the view, especially in the light of Jesus' manifesto and his vision, you know, for the disciples, is that he's setting up, you know, for them a path for them to walk. So the gate, therefore, like in this portion of scripture, Jesus mentioned the gate first. The gate comes first, and he said to them, you know, for though you've been hearing me, the Beatitudes we have been looking at, blessed are those Blessed, um, you know, I've written some of them down, blessed are the poor, blessed are those who mourn, and blessed are the make, you know, because they will inherit the kingdom, and, uh, you know, the pure in heart, they will see God, or they will inherit the earth, you know, all of this, you've been listening to it, and if you agree with it, and if you are there to this principle, then come. The invitation is for you come you may enter welcome and that uh, invitation to enter the gate from jesus is a simple invitation but yet a demanding one simple in terms of you just have to come but it requires something, and uh, you know, when I was thinking of the the, the gate, you know, I was thinking of if you ever been to, uh, you know, do do some walking around the countryside, you often encounter what they call kissing gates, you know, where you you can't, as a group, go through together, you know, only one person at the time. And this narrow gate seemed to be one of those invitations, you know, only one person at the time. And you know, as part of entering the gate that Jesus is inviting us, it requires for us to deny ourselves. It's a gate where we are required some self-denial. Because uh, again, in another passage in Luke, uh, I haven't got it on the screen, but in Luke uh, you know, chapter 14 it says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. That's why I said it's a simple invitation come, but yet, we have to deny ourselves. And I don't think, uh, you know, Jesus being a Jew, you know, Jews, I kind of compare them, they're a little bit like Africans, you know. The idea of family is really important. When he said deny your mother and father, it doesn't mean that you reject them. He's saying to them, you know, this, what I'm calling you to is so radical that nothing should stand in the way. Absolutely nothing should be, you know, come by way of hampering and uh, standing in the way of you walking in nothing at all. And the image I have in my mind is uh, uh, probably because we recently went away on a holiday and uh, have to uh, catch a flight and if you're at the airport, uh, you know, you have to go through those security gates where you empty everything from your pockets and you have to put it down, including your belt, you know. So don't ever wear loose trousers, you know, because you <laughs> might find them uh, around your, your, your knees or you know, Everything you have to empty, you know, like they do leave you with clothes on, but Just that image, a kind of you know, conjures to me and brings to my mind the fact that, you know, you have to walk through the narrow gate with nothing, with nothing but, you know, just the love in in your life. And in that that that, that image, I'm thinking, you know, that through the gate, all we have to carry, like Roger said last Sunday, you know. just to be brothers and sisters, the love for others, to show mercy, in, back to the Beatitudes, you know, to show mercy, to hunger for righteousness, to be a peacemaker, to be humble, and to have a pure heart, and so on. All you can carry is what is in your heart. The thing that we attach so much importance to and what a kind of fills our lives, including football that I love, and we're not gonna talk about football tonight. <laughs> All of that you have to live beyond. As you go through the gate, it's a bit like emptying your pockets and leaving everything on the side. And that made me think of uh, this, uh, sorry, I was talking about the self-denial and so on, and be brother and sister, like Roger said last week. that verse from Micah uh, six, verse eight, "He has shown you, O mortal, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you except to act justly and to love mercy? and to walk humbly with your God. I'm simple, yeah, I'm uh, not that well educated and I like sometimes to take things, you know, basically. So, you know, what what is Marka saying? You know, all we are required as Christians and if you want to enter the gate, is three things that we need to carry. With us. Three important things, and that is to act justly. Meaning, in our interactions and the relations with the one another, we need to act justly. We need to love mercy, be merciful to them, and finally, to walk humbly with your God. In other words, acknowledge that God is in charge of your life. Not you. And by the way, Martin, yeah, the art of preaching is encouraging, you know, those who feel discouraged, yeah? So that's what I'm trying to do. It's not uh, like, you know, I'm a, a kind of any better at it, but I'm trying to encourage us, you know, to a kind of say we are required to carry those three things as disciples in order to enter in that invitation. And it's not simple, but yet, the difficult things to carry through. Act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Walk humbly with your God. In other words, is to put others and God at the forefront of your thinking and of your mind all the time others, and God. At the forefront of your thinking all the time. In other words, is the summary of the commandments, isn't it? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and love your neighbor as you love yourself. With those, that's our ticket, through the gate. Secondly, as we enter through the gate is a narrow and uh, small path that we need to remain steadfast on. And uh, as part of it, you know, we are not just called to enter and, uh, oh, now we got our ticket to heaven. I know some people believe uh, that, you know, but we're not going to go there because i might create a debate tonight, you know, uh, between those who believe that once you save you are always saved, and those who believe that you still have to work at it, but that's a story for another day, yeah? But I know that, we, we, you know, we, we, the Apostle Paul said you know, in Romans, shall we go on sinning, you know, because grace, grace are bound, you know, therefore shall we carry on sinning? And the resounding answer was certainly not, certainly not. In um, talking about restricted, uh, you know, path, uh, in his commentary, um, Hendrickson. William Hendrickson uh, uh, said this, uh, but it does not come out quite well on, I, was, I thought I'd be clever, put the picture behind and so on, but you know, it doesn't come as well uh, as it did on my, my, my uh, um, a computer. But if you can't read it, it says this, the path on which the believer is traveling resembles a difficult path between two cliffs. It is hemmed in f- from both sides, so also even the case of the person who has already spiritually entered through the narrow gate, whatever still remains of the old nature rebels against laying aside evil propensities and habits. And thus, especially that last bit he says, whatever still remains Of the old nature rebels against laying aside evil propensities and habits. It's a danger that, you know, although we have entered, we are walking on it, it's a danger to still, you know, fill our lives and carry, you know, more things in our lives, the things that are not, uh, you know, so important and that will hamper our journey in life. And it is easy when you are walking, you know, because the path is so narrow and uh, surrounded by mountains and so on, when you are walking on it, it seems like, you know, what am I doing? Because you are not able to see, uh, you know, far ahead of you. You haven't got the big picture in mind, but luckily God has got the big picture. God knows the picture. He requires of us not to see what is ahead because we sang and if we believe what we sang your promises are what? Yes Yes and amen. If his promises are yes and amen means he will do it. He will do it. And so what we are required is to carry on walking ahead. It's uh, a this uh, quote I uh, read uh, this week as I I was thinking uh, about it, um, by uh, Kenneth uh, Bailey, who wrote the book, Jesus Through the Middle Middle Eastern Eyes. He says, people can live their lives with the quiet, confident, that the one who holds the rudder of history has not fallen asleep. You know, there was, as Christians, you know, our view, when we look at the view of history, you know, and so on, we're we walking, we not, when you're not sure, but you can walk with the quiet confidence that the one who is in charge it does not sleep nor slumber. The Bible says, he does no sleep, no slumber. He's there for us. He's there for us. And because often, you know, we kind of, you know, crowd our lives with other things and many things, is because we want to feel secure, don't we? You know, those things, they kind of help us if I have this or if I, I, I do this, you know, and if I know what's gonna happen in the next 10 years, you know, it makes me feel a, a little bit better. I have found that in the Bible, as you can see from the scriptures, God is the one who causes our path to be secure. And that's the bit we need to remember as we walk this path. God is the one who makes Your path secure. He makes it spacious, if you like. He broadens our path. And, uh, you know, that bottom one says, he lifts, you know, us from the slimy uh, pit and clay and sits our feet on a rock. God is the one who broadens our path. And just before Martin walks out, I need to go quickly, so you know you, you can say thank you to him uh, later on. But I, lately, you know, because life when is busy and so on, but I've got a new habit now. I listen to you know the, the Bible when I'm in, in, in the, the bathroom, you know, especially if I'm having a bath. It kind of, it's nice to have modern technology. You know, it's read you know, to you rather than me, me, me reading it. So I've been going through. the. When I say going through, someone is going through for me. Yeah, the, the, the book of Kings uh, at a moment. And it's uh, uh, interesting in Kings, the story of King Solomon who had everything because he asked God for wisdom. And then God poured wisdom and God poured riches upon his life and so so many blessings. And yet, towards the end of it, and in chapter 11, God's anger burns against Solomon. Why? Because Solomon decided, you know, to fill his life with other things, in particular, women from, you know, foreign nations who led him astray. And this uh, scripture, he says, he did not follow the Lord completely as David, his father, had done. Solomon had everything. He had everything. He didn't need anything else because God with, was with him. What a wisdom. He talks about the queen of Sheba coming and all the kings and kingdoms of the world. You know, everybody banged to him. Yet, he decided to fill his life with all the things and uh, turn towards idols rather than faithful one is king. And that kind of leads me and we're going to, to end with, with this to the, 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 the next section uh, is that you and I, in order to keep on that narrow path, we need to depend completely and totally on God. Not on us. Yeah? I'm not it. I know I definitely am not. And uh, you probably are not. Sorry, i got bad news for you. You need God. We need the Holy Spirit to be leading and guiding us Every single day of our lives. And I know sometimes, you know, I get in my car, or I'm doing things because I've done them before, you know, I, I know, but, you know, it's so easy to go astray. It's so easy to fall in a pit if we don't constantly, you know, ask God to guide us and to lead us. You know, there's a story in uh, uh, Kings uh, chapter 13 of a prophet from uh, Judah. Uh, who, who kind of went to uh, Jeroboam when the kingdom was divided and brought God's word to Jeroboam about uh, Jeroboam's uh, evil ways and so on. But except the prophet was warned not to eat, not to stop. You can look at it on your own time. Uh, the prophet uh, kind of you know, tried to go back. Then another guy who was who are spiritual, no prophet, a kind of came to him and said, oh, you know, don't worry, you can come to my house and have something to eat before you go. Unfortunately, he listened to this old prophet. And what happened to him? You can read yourself because I don't want you to have nightmares tonight. But basically, he was killed because he did not listen. This was a prophet of God. I don't understand... Why You know, that story is there in the Bible, but it is there to warn us that, you know, it's good for us to listen to God and to depend on him all the time. It doesn't matter when how good we feel, uh, kind of we feel we're on track with God, even when we feel on track, actually, in fact, the more you feel you are with God, the more you need God. Because it's easy then to fall on the trap of relying on yourself. Because if I'm okay, I'm doing well. So, Josh and the team are going to come back now. And, uh, you know, I wanted us to just have a time tonight to a kind of say, Lord, we need you. We need you every hour, every minute of our lives, we need you. And it's going to be a, a, a time for, for, you, you know, if you want prayer, you know, and I, know I need prayer, so I'll be the first one here. But, you know, if you need prayer, please feel free to, to come forward. You know, there are people around here to, you know, to, to pray with you. Oh, you feel God need to speak to you and feel you where you are. We need his Holy Spirit in our lives to fill us so that he can guide us and lead us. Otherwise, oh, the world we live in you know, you uh, kind of easily can be taken over by so many things, whether it's Brexit or it's Trump or it's Boris or, or you know, it's a football or, you know, there are so many distractions that seek to take us away into the broad. Gate and the broad path in order to stay in the narrow path, you know, on the way towards God We need his spirit. Lord, we need you.